Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we have the return of the Candy Bar Twitch streamer, Amin Joy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be back. I'm glad to have you back. How have you been, Joy? I've been good. Uh, I feel like quite a bit has happened since like the last time I was on. I hit a thousand followers on Twitch. Yes, yes, you did. And you also did a 12-hour stream to celebrate it. I did, yeah. I was That was a lot of fun. It was fun for like the first 10 and a half hours, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, now we can both say we've done a 12-hour stream. I've done three 12-hour streams now. My first one was to celebrate 500 followers. And then my second one was a 12-hour charity stream where I was raising oh. money for um, Longevity Foundation, which is a foundation that my mom helped found. So, Well, that's awesome. Glad to have you back. Uh, glad to see you have been growing and improving even more. It's awesome. And uh, we're going to kick it off. I think we kicked off the last time you were on. We talked about Blizzard. And guess what? They're back. They're back in the news with another another brand new lawsuit. But this time, it's it's a bit different. The This time, New York City is suing Blizzard. Oh, the whole the entirety of New York City? The entirety of New York City is suing Activision Blizzard. The suit was filed on Monday in the Court of Chancery in Delaware as part of a complaint to push Activision Blizzard to reveal documents for investigation of possible wrongdoing. The group alleges that, Act that their Activision Blizzard's board, and specifically the CEO Bobby Kotick, cost the company value underselling the game publisher to Microsoft as a means of benefiting itself and escaping potential liability. So this kind of adds on to the whole Microsoft Blizzard acquisition. Acquiration? Acquisition? Acquisition, that's the word. <laughs> Man, words are hard sometimes. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> uh, the suit also alleges that Kodak was aware of numerous credible allegations of misconduct by the company's senior executives, but did nothing to address them or prevent further offenses. So that was more specifically to Mr. Bobby himself. This alleged breach of uh, fiduciary duty would leave Kodak facing liability, according to the suit, making him unfit to negotiate the sale of the company to Microsoft. So this could potentially undo that entire Microsoft buying them. Wow. Or or it could it it would leave a stain in it. I don't know exactly what it can do, but it, it's I I think I said this last time. It's just a bad time to be Blizzard. It has, it has been, been for, for a like while. A, it has been for a while, but like it just gets worse by the day. It's it's crazy. I I just like the fact that like if you go anywhere, you can just start the headline: New York City suing Blizzard, and you're just like, why is the city suing him? Hello, <laughs> that's the headline of the week. Do you have anything to add to this, Joy? 
No, I just find it kind of funny that if this was what the headline of the week was last time I was on, it's uh, it's kind of funny that this is how it's escalated. Um, but, you know, I still think they deserve it. I know how they've treated employees in the past and things like that. So, you know, they had yeah. it coming. <laughs> they, they definitely had it coming. And even though it looks like, oh, Microsoft might be able to do some things. Looks like New York City is going to do it first. <laughs> uh, but that's the headline of the week. It's time to dive in to see what else happened this past week in the world of video games. Let's jump into the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the Week in Review. And to start it off, some of the games that came out this past week. Dungeon Defenders Awakened, Best Month Ever, and Trek to Yomi, which Trek to Yomi being the big game this past week. Uh, in the world of game news, however, starting off, we got some shows coming up. Big shows, Summer Games Fest. 2022 we got a date for it june 9th it is live streaming everywhere on june 9th starting at 11 a.m pacific time or 2 p.m eastern time which is awesome i'm excited for it and of course hosted by papa jeff keely i don't actually know if i know who that is to be honest jeff, <laughs> jeff keely is essentially the face of video game events now he's been uh -huh. he's the host of the game awards Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. He, uh, that's what he's like most recognizable for, for people who do not know Jeff Keighley. He's the guy who's behind the Game Awards, and he does a lot of other things as well for like gaming events. Uh, and we also have a date for the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Even though there's no E3, they're still doing a showcase June 12th. So look forward to that as well. And it also gives us hope that there will be... Not that we didn't expect them to have shows because even though e3 is canceled they're still gonna do like a live stream so we can expect a playstation sony one soon and a nintendo direct as well in june and us here at the pot at tony's game lounge we'll do our best to cover i think actually when that happens i think that'll be like the last episode of the season Ooh, so that'll be a yeah, good finale. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a great finale this season. As uh, if not, we'll just it'll be like we just missed it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Possibly, if I have my dates right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, speaking of Microsoft, uh, thanks to them announcing a new partnership with Epic Games, Fortnite has a loophole to be played on iPhones. Because of that whole iPhone, Apple versus Fortnite thing. So if you log into the Xbox website on your mobile browser, uh, you can utilize the cloud gaming feature and play Fortnite on your iPhone with a controller. Or just using the touchscreen. Wow. Yep. Don't need the App Store, uh, but you're running, you are running it through your browser and then cloud gaming, though, so... But hey, you can Fortnite kids, you can get back on that on the Apple thing, and yeah, you, you have the loophole. So, congrats, mm -hmm. I guess. I feel like that's like the least optimal way to play Fortnite, but you know, it, it definitely is. <laughs> it, it definitely is. In some delayment news, Hitman 3's freelancer mode has been delayed. It's going to be coming later this year. Now, it was originally set for the spring. Uh, but it's you know, just coming in the second half. Freelancer is a new solo mode that was set to offer an array of new assassination campaigns for players and customizable safe houses for Agent 47. 
In a follow-up news story to something we talked about uh, back when we had Nick Rule on the podcast, uh, we uh, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Bite. It's now officially out everywhere. And uh, people, we got some drink reviews of it. This is, of course, the Metaverse Soda, which is, you can find it in the Metaverse, but you can also find it in reality. We now know that. Uh, Polygon recently reviewed it, and they seem to have us, all of the five people who tasted it seemed to give it a similar review of saying it tastes like cola, but it has a bit of a fruity taste as well. Um, in more, I guess in a sense, Blizzard game news, Overwatch League, that's returned. The fifth season of the league will be using the Overwatch 2 beta, so teams of five instead of six, and all the reworks of the characters, and they'll be giving away a bunch of beta keys throughout the event, according to reports, about 1,500 keys an hour. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's just reports. Don't know how accurate it is, but... They want a lot of people playing this beta that does not a lot. And a lot of people are saying that Overwatch 2 is not going to do great if they don't, if the fucking, the solo, the new team content, like the PVE content isn't great. But also, they announced a new, Blizzard announced a new mobile game, Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Which, if you know that, uh, that Clash Royale game where it's like the two towers and you send forces to go attack it it's kind of like that from what i gathered so eh i I could care less it's a mobile game i don't play mobile games at all me neither in halo news clippy the good old microsoft office mascot the paperclip he's been added to halo infinite as a nameplate accessory and a gun accessory (laughs) <laughs> so that's kind of cool, but Halo Infinite is also season two had a lot of hiccups apparently, and three four three has come out saying that they are working to fix those now. And it's just like man, game had so much promise, and I mean the campaign's good, but the multiplayer's not good at all. Uh, Ubisoft Montreal has been assigned as the new lead for Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake. We still have no word on the release window, however. In some Sonic news, Sonic Prime has got some new images shown off. Uh, the Netflix series is coming later this year, and they released some key visuals, a little small. I think it was like a 30-second, if not shorter, uh, teaser as well. So that's look forward to that. Still don't know much about it, though. Um, in some modding news, probably the funniest story uh, on the list, Stardew Valley modders. They've been having a field day with your dying grandpa. Um, it turns out that they've uh, they've changed the scene where the, your dying grandpa hands you the letter. They're like, oh, hey, what if what if we made your grandma and somebody else playing ping pong over him? <laughs> or what if they just made him the bed himself where it's uh, like grandpa, but he's just the shape of the bed. Or he has no bed. He's just dying there on the floor. <laughs> it's very funny. And they've been getting very creative. And I gotta say, man. Kudos, but also a bit morbid. Yes. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. I, I, I find it more amusing than morbid. And I do not know why. Um, Genshin Impact version 2.7 has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, thanks to... Current lockdown restrictions in Shanghai, where MiHoYo is located. 
as they're on like a very bad fifth wave over there. Oh no. It's been like five weeks and they, that they've been locked down for the sounds of it. So if you're a Genshin fan, don't expect any new updates soon. And lastly, in some acquisition news, Embracer Group, they're set to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal as well. Square Enix has said that um, Square Enix Montreal will be finishing up the projects that they're working on with Square Enix um, as well before they get like fully integrated with however the acquisition goes. And that's it for gaming news. Moving on to the world of TCG with Pokemon. Uh, we are maybe like a little less than two months away from the Pokemon Go TCG sets, which will be released in waves. Uh, we have some some cards have been revealed, including a Mewtwo V-Star. But if you can't wait that long, later this month, Astral Radiance will be uh, released on May 27th, featuring Hisuian forms of Pokemon and just more V-Star cards as well. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! Starting off with Master Duel updates. A new season has begun for the month of May, as it is the beginning of the month. And they've also introduced two brand new things. The first, they introduced Diamond Ranks 5 through 1, higher, uh, which is the new highest rank you can reach. Making me very sad because I can barely get <laughs> platinum. And I got platinum once on the first season because they allowed you to do multiple rank ups depending on how you dueled. But now they don't do that anymore. Aww. It's bullshit. <laughs> um, and they also released a whole new version update, cleaning up a lot of the menuing. It looks really nice and crisp now. Uh, we're getting a new selection pack on the 8th, which will be featuring some new Destiny heroes um, and the like. And we're also getting a new structure deck featuring Cyber Dragons. Uh, as for any events, we don't know if any new events will be coming anytime soon. But yeah, that's uh, what has been introduced in Master Duel. Uh, Joy played... You, you, I've, the running joke that you and me have had is me telling you to play Master Duel. And you finally did. And then on your 12-hour stream. I did. And uh, I, I know this is heartbreaking for you to hear, but I honestly was not that much of a fan. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. Yes, um, I, think I, it's I, just, I understand that. It's fine. <laughs> if, uh, I think it's just because I'm so used to Legacy of the Duelist, which is what I played for so long. Um, so I like the uh, the interface for that game, as well as the fact that I played so much Legacy of the Duelist when I first got it that I think I just got pretty burnt out on Yu-Gi-Oh! I spent so long grinding for points so I could get packs, so I could build my decks. And then once I finished building my decks... And then I realized I would have to do that for Master Duel. I think I was just like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a, lo a little bit worse. I mean, kind of with the the card gotcha mechanics that they have for card pack openings. It is very much more, a lot more of a variety of what you get instead of trying to... I mean, I would say it's about the same, but it's definitely a lot harder to grind out gems than it is for points. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, but at least the card open, the card pack opening animations are very satisfying. It is very satisfying. That was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is uh, sadly the 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 duels of between 
Tony and Joy may not happen for a while still. Mm, unless you want to switch the legacy of the duelist. I, I mean, I have it, but I, that I, it's basically I would have to. I, I'm then having to grind for a lot of the things as well, and mm-hmm. I know that not all the cards that I use in my decks are in Legacy of the Duelist. That is true. That is the downside to Legacy of the Duelist is um, they don't have all of the the most up to date cards. Like if I wanted to build my Speedroids in Legacy of the Duelist, I wouldn't. I, I, I'm missing essentially one of my ace cards, which is Baron de Fleur, because I know that that's a relatively newer card. But yeah, alas, but hey, you know what? You tried it. I, I'm happy that you at least tried it. Yes. So uh, as for physical releases, Tyskal Masters comes out June 10th, Legendary Duelist Season 3, July 22nd, Power of the Elements on August 5th, and the, a new structure deck, Legend of the Crystal Beasts, comes out on August 18th. I am so excited for that one. I was actually live on TikTok the other day, and someone in my chat mentioned that that was coming out. And it's on my calendar now. I'm so excited for that structure deck. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping that with this coming out, we see more Crystal Beasts support. Yes, that, I would love to see Crystal Beasts played in today's meta. That would be so cool. Maybe I think I've maybe encountered one Crystal Beast deck in all of my Master Duel grinding. I've encountered one person playing Crystal Beasts, and that's it. And it and I I could and they only summoned Amber. They were only able to summon Amber Mammoth because of how fast I destroyed them. Ah, wow! How fast you destroyed them? Okay, I see. I, I mean, I was running my. What was I running? Was I running my? I wasn't running Speedroids. I was running my Cybers. Yeah, I was running my cybers. They got, they just got, I was able to get out the big boy. So unfun. See, this is why I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh! in real life anymore. I'm actually going to a tournament um, on Saturday, or I guess tomorrow, um, just to see some friends. And they asked me if I was going to play. And I was just like, it's been almost a year since I've played Yu-Gi-Oh! in yeah, person. Yeah, the game is and, so different. Uh, like. <laughs> Yeah. I, with me playing it these past five months, like on a serious, like the game is either, it's fun if you're playing with friends, I find. And you can see the kind of like how that goes. Like if you watch, if you head to youtube.com slash some mellow fellow, you can actually see me training my friends in the ways of Yu-Gi-Oh and how they grow and evolve. But it's also just a really great saga of how much fun we have and how much not fun we have when we're doing ranked. <laughs> Because ranked is so bad. Like, it's the same three decks that you see everywhere. Drytron, Eldlich. Oh, what's the third one? There's a third one, too, that's in there that's just awful. And I, I just I just not do not like a lot of the meta archetypes. Like, I am a big... I, I, I hate Dragon Maids with a passion. I dislike Dragon Maids. I dislike... Oh, Tribergrade? Tribergrade can go die. please oh and what makes it worse is the ban list was recently revealed we talked about this last week the new ban list for master duel came out nothing is getting banned though no bans on the ban list two cards are getting limited to one which one of them is an eldritch card but it's not even the right eldritch card to limit to one i think it's conquistador that's getting limited it's like that doesn't do much still and like and everything else that's getting limited to two is like only like one of the decks gets really affected by it, which is the new auto uh, FTK deck, which involves DD Dynamite, because DD Dynamite itself is getting limited to two, 
And then the only card that's getting like unrestricted is Red Eyes Darkness Metal Dragon. And you know, when they when they un uh, unban Pot of Greed, that's when I'll play again. You know what? <laughs> True. Why why haven't they yet? Like two cards. Only- like you could you could you could restrict it to one. Yeah, it's the only card that matters to me. <laughs> you could easily restrict it to one and it would be fine. Agreed. But alas, that that day will never come. I feel I feel like Konami f- knows that they can unlimit it and it'll be fine, like uh, limit it to one and it would be fine. But they just want to keep the joke going. Yeah, I mean nobody knows what it does, so I don't know why it's yeah. banned. Yeah, I- exactly. Uh, in Imagine the Gathering news, Commander Legends: Battle for Baldur's Gate that arrives in June. That is the next D and D crossover with Magic the Gathering and. A new collection of eight cards featuring LGBTQ plus characters pride across the universe. Those pre-orders are available now and 50% of purchases. Uh, so half of your, half of your payment goes towards the Trevor project. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And the artwork is super great. I believe uh, they got a bunch of artists who are within the LGBTQ community as well to do the artwork. And no board game news for the week, uh, but that is essentially everything within this past week. Any other comments on any of those things, Joy? No. I mean, the only thing that I'm really looking forward to is the new the Crystal Beast structure deck. Um, I got to look at the box and uh, and everything on it, and I would just want to buy it just to keep the box because it's, it's like rainbow and it's really pretty. Rainbow! And yes. And Jesse was my favorite character in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, with that then, we, it's time to move on and see what games are coming out this upcoming week. Here's what should be on your radar from May 9th to May 13th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off, no games coming out on the Monday, but on Tuesday, Ayudin Chronicle Rising comes to Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Salt and Sacrifice comes to both PlayStations and the PC. This War of Mine Final Cut comes to the PS5 and Series X. And Song of Conquest comes to the PC. On Wednesday, Brigandine comes to PC. And Source of Madness comes to all the consoles. On Thursday, Achilles, Legends Untold, Cantata, and Flippin' Cactus. All three of those come to the PC. And the Centennial Case, A Shijima Story comes to the PS5, PS4, the Switch, and PC. And lastly, on Friday, Evil Dead the Game comes out on everything. Uh, this Evil Dead being the big release of the week was shown off. When was it shown off? E3 last year, I think, or Summer Games Fest last year? Or was it the Game Awards? It was one of those. Essentially very Dead by Daylight-esque, where the survivors are going around to try to do things to escape, but you can fight back a little bit easier from the looks of it. At least whoever ashes can fight back easier. So yeah, look forward to that uh, coming out on Friday. Uh, but that's everything that should be on your radar. It's now time for us to jump into our main topics this week. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, Here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to start it off, we are talking about Dan, the, 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 the source of all despair, 
the despairiest of the despairs, Dan Ganarampa. Yes, the game I'm currently playing on stream and have been playing on stream for the last six months. I actually went back and looked at my first VOD from the first game, and I have been dedicated to Danganronpa for since uh, November of last year. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Uh, when I started this, it was I started the series last year as well. I believe I started it in June or July, and uh, we finished it up in January. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a commitment. <laughs> it, it is a commitment. It's a commitment if you're doing all four game, the four main games. Yes. Which uh, we've both done. Currently, Joy is on Chapter 5 of V3, so your spoiler warning, we're going to be talking essentially everything up to that point. So, uh, spoiler warning here. If you do not want spoilers, skip ahead. If you do not care about spoilers, or you've played the games already, then... Uh, enjoy what you're about to hear so starting off what have you what's your overall thoughts been on the danganronpa franchise i like it a lot i love games with a really big overarching story a really big background of lore and things like that um and so i've really enjoyed kind of getting to figure things out as it's gone like as i've been playing through the games as i watch the anime and now as i'm playing the third game um things that Things within the timeline of like the overarching Danganronpa timeline have really started to click. Um, and so I've just like gained more of an appreciation for the series as a whole as I've continued to play and watch the anime and everything. So it's I've really enjoyed it. It's probably one of my favorite series now. It's it's good. I don't for I'll I feel like two words have been ruined for me, however, playing. Hope this and game. despair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if it's not obvious enough, if the casual person who walks into this, those two words just get so they're used the most because that that's just how the game is. It's like you're you want to find hope within the despair. It's just the amount of times they say it, it, it starts to kill me. Yeah. It kills me so much. It, it it just hurts every time I hear those two words out of, like out of normal conversation. Whenever I hear somebody say hope or despair, I wince a bit, <laughs> or if I I go into a full mental breakdown. Yeah, I think at the end of the the first two games, when uh, when spoiler alert, when Junko goes on her big long like monologue about hope yeah. and despair, like those two words just stop sounding like words after a while. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's I feel like it's not even a spoiler to say that a rant about hope and despair happens in the finale of V3 because I think yeah. it's just expected at this point for you that you probably just have it in the back of your mind of just preparing for that moment. We definitely got kind of a mini monologue from Kokichi at the beginning of chapter five. So yeah, chapter five. I mean, I mean, chapter five is in V3 is a bit like that. I'm, Actually, no, I think just the beginning there is about the only time you really get that. I have it's some thoughts. Tame. Mm -hmm. I have some thoughts about how the rest of Chapter 5 is going to go, just based on what happened in Chapter 5 of the last two games. Okay, but I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I was literally about to say I'm going to save them for a stream. Um, but, I mean, since not everyone who listens to the podcast will also watch my stream, and also this will come out after, um, I will say I think right now – I originally my original guess was that Kaito was going to be the one killed this chapter but now as I've thought about it more I really think if I've learned anything for the past two games I think it's going to be Kokichi that dies this chapter 
Um, I don't, I don't think Kokichi is the real mastermind. I think uh, I was saying it a lot during my last stream, but I think that's a huge debate. I think we're being totally misled. I don't think it's him because it's that if if it is him, it's too much of a cop out. It's at the beginning of the game, we knew he was evil. He was like a, a liar and a little shit, and the Nagito character. And so I think it's way the too troublemaker obvious. of the group. Exactly, I think it's too obvious if he's the mastermind. I think it's. That's why I think it's going to kind of pull what Danganronpa 2 pulled, where as soon as Nagito started getting interesting, he died. So <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. You mean you didn't find it interesting from day one when he went on the psychotic breakdown on hope and despair within the trial? Yeah. I was like, oh, this character this character is weird. He's going to be important later. And then I was like, okay, he's getting more and more interesting. Like, from the end of, from the Despair Disease chapter, which I can't remember if that was chapter three or four and Chapter two. four. Okay, uh, chapter four. Chapter yeah, four. of course, that's when he starts getting really interesting. And then he goes missing in chapter five. And he's like, I'm going to expose the mastermind. And then he dies. And it's like, well, that's kind of a given. I kind of expected that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who do you think the mastermind is in V3? So I think I might have gotten a little spoiled at the very beginning of the game. I have an idea of who it is. Because um, at the very beginning, when I started V3, I saw Sumugi and I was like, oh, she seems like an unimportant character. I think she's going to die first. And then somebody clipped me saying that. So I have a feeling it might be her. I, and don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, obviously, okay. but I, I'm yeah, kind of sus that someone clipped me saying, oh, she. I don't think she's an important character. And I'm like, hmm. That's kind of suspicious that you clipped that very specific line that I just said about this specific character. So I have a feeling she's going to end up being kind of important towards the end. So that's kind of my call right now. <laughs> but I wouldn't have guessed that if someone hadn't clipped me saying that. That's why I'm I'm kind of suspicious. I'm like, why would you why would you clip me saying that? Because something very similar happened in one. Um when I I think when they were trying to figure out who the mastermind was in one. And I jokingly said, oh, it's got to be Junko because she was dead at this point, uh, at the point when I said that. And then somebody clipped me saying that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> they, were just, they were just clipping it because it was funny because I was making a joke about the dead person being the mastermind. And then, of course, it did end up being Junko. So that's why I'm suspicious. I'm like, Are you guys, you guys can't clip me saying important you things because I'm going to see it. it. <laughs> it's, it's getting too suspicious yeah like i look at all my clips after after stream so you can't clip me saying important stuff because i'm gonna see it and then it's gonna i'm gonna get spoiled by what i'm saying basically <laughs> it's like well i was saying this as a joke but now you're basically telling me that i'm right from what Based, i would assume from from the first game yeah so yeah. when, you, when you got into danganronpa you had like no knowledge of anything going into the franchise the only thing I knew, the only character I recognized was Junko is beca and because I saw a bunch of people cosplaying as her. I'm like, oh, she's a character that I oh, see so a you, lot. So you just knew her as like a fan favorite character because of cosplays. Yes, but I didn't know why. I was just like, oh, she's her design's cool, I guess. Like, she looks cool. She's a fun she looks character. looks cool, plays the game. Oh, she's the first one dead. Why do people cosplay this? Literally, is ex that's exactly what I said. I was like, why do people cosplay as her? Like, she's in the game for like two hours like what's <laughs> like why and then everyone's like you'll see and i was like oh <laughs> you'll this is see why. Yeah, she's, yeah yeah she's your ad tag it's yeah you know, 
You see, I when I got into this franchise, I knew things. I uh, I knew that Junko was the mastermind. I knew like the first, going into Danganronpa one, I knew more things about that game than the other two games combined. Like I essentially knew how each thing was going to go because of I don't remember how many years ago I might have seen some things, but I knew Junko was like the evil one of the group and I'm like, "Okay, well that's if she's dead here, that's not the real Junko." I knew that much. And I knew that uh I knew the soccer how the Sakura trial or Sakura killing herself. I knew that part because of a stream I watched of Torp. Everything else I was I rel was like kind of easy. The first game is really easy to piece together who killed who. Yes. Like without even going into the tr like trial one. It's Leon. I mean, 11, yeah, that's eleven three oh seven or eleven oh three seven. It's Leon. Yeah, yeah, that one's kind of like a. It's getting, it's dipping your toes into how the trials work and how the logic works and things like that. And then, like, by the time you get to three, like, it throws you for a loop at the very beginning when the protagonist ends up being the first killer and you don't know that until, like, you don't realize until you switch protagonists and you're like, oh, yeah, I see uh, what's going on here. Yeah, V3, what were, what, did, what were your thoughts on the first trial in V3? Well, first of all, I, I'm still hung up on Rontaro one because we don't know his talent, and I really thought he was going to be like he had plot armor, as you can like quote unquote because I feel he like from the beginning he doesn't of the game, know his think, talent. Yeah, I'm like, oh well, obviously it, this is a Kyoko like situation where he's going to survive till the end of the game, and then he's going to re remember his talent uh, at the end of the game. So he has plot armor, and then he's the first one dead, and I was like, dang it, <laughs> I don't know what's going on now. Um, no, yeah, and no, then, dude had no blood armor whatsoever. He was as squishable as an avocado. Yep, with that green hair and everything. Um, but yeah, everyone I thought might have had plot armor has not had plot armor. I really thought Gonta, uh, the big absolute unit uh, entomologist, would survive because I didn't think he was capable. I literally said at the very beginning of the game, Gonta's not going to kill anyone. He's not capable of it. If anything, somebody's going to someone's going to take advantage of him and kill him. <laughs> oh I actually said, yeah, I said that at the beginning of the Joy. game, and then, oh my God. and then I was very sad. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of right; someone did take advantage of him, but not exactly uh, as I called it. Um, but yeah, that was that was sad. Um, yeah, d V three is definitely, obviously, I feel like everyone says it's the most interesting game and the craziest game. It definitely, I feel like it has the most unique kills yes definitely and it's also got like some of the i feel like it has the best executions in the game i would agree with that too i also find it interesting that it killed off a monocub uh in each trial as well uh which i like because now they're all gone i hope i hope we don't get them back because i really didn't like them the only good thing about them was their theme which was a banger um but other than that i was not a fan <laughs> monodam's the best one Yes. And uh, just because of the robot, and also he's also got the same. If you if you've noticed, he's got the Byakuya voice actor. 
Yeah, I, I believe uh, my mod Drasami told me about that at the beginning. He's like, yeah, uh, Mono Dam has the same voice actor as Byakuya, which I like because Byakuya was my favorite character in Danganronpa 1. And speaking of favorite characters, who is your best boy and who is your best girl? Oh, only one best boy and girl? Let's go, um, let's go for three. Let's go for top three. Let's go for three. Because um, I feel I like it pick- could be hard. Uh, yeah, it is hard. I feel like I'll I'll go by game. So I definitely think best boy in one, which I feel like is an unpopular opinion because either you love him or you hate him, is Byakuya. Yes, I am um, on the boat of I love him. Yes, you, you, I, I think he's yeah. You see, I, think I, he's a super I, I started off character. disliking Byakuya because of the shit he pulled in Trial 2. But then as just the game went on, I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. He's great. I love this dude. Yeah. <laughs> His I think sass he's, he's, is great. Yes, and I definitely think he has a lot of character development, especially in Ultra Despair Girls and um, in 2, like when he comes back at the end of 2. Um, I was like, wow, he's like the same, but also he's more like he's cooler now. He's um, cooler now, even though for the entirety of Ultra Despair Girls, he was just captured by a child. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what girl I liked in 1. Um, I liked Hina. Um, I liked her development in th- in the anime in Danganronpa 3 um cuz she actually like didn't seem like as much of a bubblehead like as airheaded as she was in one um so i think like with her growth in the anime i that made me like her a lot more um in 2 best boy is definitely fuyuhiko i said that from the very beginning like all throughout the entire game he was my favorite character yes i um, liked him well i i liked him because i'm like yo he's a yakuza i love that game series but yeah. on, it's and again it's after trial two he it's wow that's that's a fucking theme there Holy yep, shit, his development is great but yeah and, after that it's a great he has great fucking development and great love the guy love the agreed. tiny man Yes, he's adorable. He's a little Sundere, which is my favorite character archetype. <laughs> um, and he's just like going through his character, like befriending route when you have free time is like uh, the ending was so good where like we become fr- like really good friends. And he's like, we're brothers now. And it's it's so good. Also, Nagito, I obviously have a special place in my heart for Nagito. Um, he's great. Great character. Um, good old good old McNagito. Yes. And he's. I was so excited when he appeared in uh, in Ultra Despair Girls. Like, there's a clip from that stream where you first see him, and I'm like, fr- I'm like flailing, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Same. I legit when I started <laughs> Ultra Despair Girls and Nagino appeared, I was like, ha da ba ba da 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 ba ka ba ba Nagino. Yeah, I was so excited. Um, best girl in two. Um, I don't know. I didn't love. <laughs> no, it, really, best girl is easy for me. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's super easy. Hmm. All right. Well, I see. I'm sad she died so quickly, but I really liked Mahiru. Um, I think Mahiru she was, was. I thought Mahiru would have lived a lot longer. Not gonna I lie. I did too. I thought she was adorable, and it was cute how she was like befriending Hiyoko. Like Hiyoko was the only person, or she was the only person Hiyoko liked, and I was like, oh, this is adorable. Hiyoko. So I was so sad when Hiyoko she died. Hiyoko is the worst character. Hiyoko is the worst character. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I do not like Hiyoko one bit. Yes, but who is your favorite girl? Chiaki. It's Chiaki. Chiaki's oh, the duh, best. Of course. Chiaki's best girl for various reasons, and it only solidifies it because of the anime of why she is best girl. 
That is true. Chiaki, Chiaki is very, she's a great character. It's so sad, the scene in the anime where Fuck, she's getting that tortured, broke, That broke me. That broke sad. me. And I'm like, I can't take this. I, I yeah. really cannot take this. That was very really uh, sad. Uh, it hurt. It really hurt. <laughs> and then in three, I've been saying this the whole time as well. Kibo is best boy. He's okay, so, so good. So you're you're on the same page as my homeboy Mello, as Mello loves Kibo as well. I think Kibo is adorable. And best girl? Hmm. See, I don't want to say Maki. Like, I do like Maki, but I feel like everybody likes Maki, and I'm I don't like going with the crowd. But Maki so. is best girl. Not I'm not gonna lie, Maki is best girl. <laughs> Oh, who else did I... I'm like... Of course, when I put on the spot, I can't remember any of the characters. Um, for, for, for V3... Really... For, for me, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Maki is best girl for me, and Kaito takes my spot for best boy. I know. Everyone at the beginning, as soon as Kaito was on screen, when I was streaming it, I was like, oh my god, it's Kaito! Everybody loves Kaito! Which I do. I do like Kaito. I'm a little sus of him right now. Like, what's going on with him? I don't know yet. Um... But I think best girl, I would have to say, it, at currently, I still like Angie. I liked her basically until she kind of went crazy with the whole cult thing with Atua. Um, but I thought she was very cute. I have, I have gripes with Angie. I, if if, if you told me to rank characters, Angie's like very close to the bottom. Ah. I really did not like Angie. I, 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 it is mostly because I, I, I just, uh, like the cult thing with Atua in chapter three, that did not help. It really yeah. did. It did not help. I really did not like, and I like the fact that she was probably part of the best double kill in the series. I thought I did like that. I mean, it was kind of predictable that it was going to be a double kill, which is funny because I did it's, call every chapter three is a double victims. kill. Yeah, I called both victims, kill. which I was proud of. I was like, it's literally, we were going to walk into the art studio when you find the first body. And I was like, it's either going to be Tenko or Angie. My first guess was Tenko, but she was the second death. So I was technically still right. I, I like how they did it as well of like the second person's still alive while the first one's dead. And you're like actively investigating. Yeah, she dies during the investigation, which I thought was interesting. Mm. It was, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, immediately, you know, it's Keo after that. It's like, okay, well, it has to be Keo because, like, who the there's hell no one else, else is it? There's no one else it could have been. It's just, how did he do it? Yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that there is a food execution in each of the three games because now you can enjoy fried taro taro with, with the mondo butter and a, with a side of Corecchio hot pot. <laughs> yes. It's it's a it's a three a, a full three course meal. Mm, yes, just what I want. Now on the topic of trials, what is which which trial has been your favorite? Favorite trial and least favorite trial. Um, that's so hard. That's such a hard choice. Um, I think my favorite trial is still the first trial for V three. I think it's just so crazy the reveal of the fact that it was Kaede who killed Ron Taro. Um, and like kind of slowly coming to that realization, you're like, oh my God, it only could have been her. Like, it was so cool. Um, I think a close second for my favorite trial was the chapter two trial in Danganronpa 2 um, with Pekko. Uh, 
which was an emotional roller coaster for me because again, my favorite character in that game is Fuyuhiko, and then I thought he was gonna die, and I was like, no, we barely got to know him. Like, how he can't die yet. Um, so those are my favorite two, probably. My least favorite. That's hard. My least favorite is there's an easy one for me, and it, it's kind of a cop out because it's uh, Danganronpa One's fifth trial, where nothing really happens, and then you go, you're the one who die dies. Quotation mark. See, I don't even count that like as a trial. I barely count that as a trial. I was I was actually going to also say Danganronpa One, probably the double kill with where Hifumi and um, Taka yeah, die. Yeah, Hifumi and Taka. Yeah. Again, it's again, so very. Pro- it's just so. Pro- yeah, it's so. Everything. I, I, I'm going to say it. Everything in the first game is very obvious, predictable. I think the un- the most unpredictable thing is Biakia moving the bodies, and yes. then um, Chihiro being revealed as a dude. I kind of saw that coming. I was I like, didn't. I, I did not see as, that coming. As soon as Kyoko's like, let's go look at the body again, I'm like, Chihiro's a guy. Like that's it I feel like it was very obvious to me. But yeah, I think uh the double kill uh chapter three was just so predictable. I was like, okay, Celeste is literally leading us all over the school. Obviously she has something to do with it. If not, like she is the murderer probably or murderer probably. It's also um, like, well let's look at who's left at this point. Exactly. You that have too. Sakura Hero, who's an idiot and got himself trapped in the robot, so it's obviously not Hero. Hiyoko, Byakuya, and myself, and let's be real, they're those two are trying to solve it, so that would just leave us or Hina then, and then Celeste. Jeez, yeah. I wonder who it could be. Yeah, like it's it's too much of a it's too it's too predictable, so that's probably my least favorite trial. Um, my favorite trial is probably the first one in Danganronpa 2. It also helped solidify why I like Danganronpa 2 the most. Because mm-hmm. I think Danganronpa 2 is my favorite game of the four. Or I guess there's five now, but I don't count Danganronpa S because it's just the mini game in Danganronpa V3. Just expanded on. Wait, which mini game? Uh, okay, so there's it's a post-game mini game where it's your build. It's. It's part board game, part RPG. Oh, interesting. You, it's it's basically you get to pick, uh, you get to play as any of the characters from Danganronpa 1, 2, or 3, V3. Um, you go across boards, uh, you level up your skills and your talents, and then as long as you get to back to the starting space before the end of the of the uh, school year because they do it in like school years like school semesters for your moves uh then you fight enemies to help yourself help yourself graduate and what level up even more and then when you finish that you can then use your graduated characters in the second mini game, which is a dungeon crawler, where you use the characters that you graduated to go through a dungeon to go fight Monokuma bosses. That sounds awesome. It's all right, very grindy, and also you gotta. In order to unlock, you you start with like you're able to use every character from V three off the bat, 
Mm-hmm. And they each character has like three types of cards. They're normal, they're super rare, and they're ultra rare, essentially. You then have to play the dungeon crawler one, get coins to then unlock more characters from Danganronpa 1 and Danganronpa 2. Hmm. Interesting. I'm playing through it kind of here and there because I'm trying to platinum the game because I platinumed Danganronpa 1 and 2 and Ultra Despair Girls. So I have to d- platinum v- V3. It's it, it's not... Uh, <laughs> as ca- casually, I think it's fine. But when you have to do everything, it's not. The, the, the tr- platinum trophy for V3 is worse than the other ones combined. Don't don't be like me. <laughs> don't don't have a completionist state of mind. It's not worth it sometimes. I actually do have somewhat of a completionist state of mind, but only like with certain games. Um, like Hollow Knight, for example. I 112% of that because I'm like, I gotta, I gotta finish it. Um, I, I almost did that, and then I'm like, I can't do the Pantheon. I'm not that good. Yeah, and Pantheons so I, are rough. <laughs> yeah, the Pantheons are rough, and that's the only thing I was missing. If I went back to do the Pantheons and like beat them all, I would have 112%ed the game. That's It's the only thing I needed to do. And I'm like, I, I just can't. I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> I love Hollow Knight for what it is, but... Uh, <laughs> I need a I need a baby mode. Just do <laughs> I that, know. please. Nope. Just get please. Good. <laughs> uh, um, back to Rampa. What is the best thing in each game and the worst thing in each game, including Ultra Despair Girls? Okay. Um, I would say. I can't even think of what the best thing in one is just because I feel like now that I'm on three, I actually look back at my VODs for one a little bit ago and I was like, wow, this game looks so terrible (laughs) compared to V3. Um, But I don't know. I just liked the, I think the ending was the best part where we kind of find out that Makoto was the ultimate hope and just like the climax of the game is really great. Um, I can't think of the worst thing about that game, though. I feel like there's a lot of things I didn't like about that game. Um, but nothing specific. Just I just think, like, the game isn't great as you go on in the series. Um, I would say for two, the worst thing is Hangman's Gambit. Yeah, in my opinion. yeah, yeah. Actually, I have three gripes with Danganronpa 2. The wor- my least favorite is, Dan- is Hangman's Gambit. The second thing is the fact that the ultimate imposter did not have as big of a role as I kind of hoped he would. Um, yeah. Because like he dies at the very beginning, like, and then we find out he wasn't actually Byakuya. And I was like, Oh, that's it. Like he really wasn't that important. Yeah. He plays more of a role in the anime. Yes. But yeah. So that was kind of a letdown. And then my only other gripe was, I think the whole time, like throughout the entire game for Danganronpa 2, I was so convinced that Had or uh, that uh, not or oh my god Nagito was in some way related or it was Makoto in some form, and then the fact that he wasn't was like the biggest red herring, and it was like the biggest debate, and I was I was disappointed, but also not because I'm glad he was his own character. But I was like, damn, I've been speculating that uh, Nagito was related to Makoto this whole time, and he wasn't. I was like, damn it, <laughs> I feel let down. Yeah. 
I think for me, the best thing in D2 is the the final trial and like the build up to the final trial. Yes, I agree. Like yeah. going through going through Hope's Peak and learning all this, like essentially going d- connecting the two games through the virtual Hope's Peak. I love that part. Yeah, that was really good. I did like that a lot, um, especially because I was like freaking out. I was like, "What's going on?" And then you see the recording of um, Nagito say one one zero three seven. I was like, "Oh my god!" I like lost my mind. There's a great clip of me losing it yeah, when he says just, that. It's Leon. Yeah, I was like, "It's all connected." Oh my god, um, it's connected. Oh yeah. god, that and number then, is also ruined for me. On top of hope and despair, whenever I see that number, I'm just like, Leon, oh, fuck, stop. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Ultra Despair Girls, I just didn't like how slowly it started initially. I feel like it was kind of a slog it, to get through it the is, really interesting. It is a very slow start, yes. Yeah, I almost quit. I almost am like, do I really need to play this game? Like, do I have to finish it? Um, it, it, so it, is almost- re- it is required for the to watch the anime. Yeah. Because of one specific episode. Yep. Um, so I'm glad I finished it. I actually did really like the ending where um, Toko and Komaru like worked together to beat the final boss. I did really like that. And like, I do think the gameplay is a bit clunky at times. And I hate like, I also hated the fact that like the Monokuma, like the robots would jump out at you at like every opportunity. And I get scared really easily. So I was like, <laughs> eh, I don't like this. Like, this is scary. <laughs> But I got used to it uh, pretty yes. quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I think its soundtrack is... Or it's... Uh, yeah, what, the soundtrack... There's one track in particular that I like. Oh, yeah. The music in that game is really good. I was, like, shocked at how much of a... Like, how good that soundtrack is. Uh, but my favorite part of Ultra Despair Girls is the ending where... Izuru Kamakura appears. Yeah, I, I forgot I, about that. That that part's the best part because I'm like, oh, he was there. Yeah. And then the the two Shiro Kuma and whatever the other Kuma Kuro Kuma uh, turning into Junko's voice at the end of that. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I definitely think the ending of that game is like. Great. Also, a side note for that game, I thought it was really, really funny. Um, not the game itself, just like my playthrough of it. I think I don't remember who told me this at the very beginning. Uh, I was like, how long is this game about? Like, how long do you guys think it's going to take me? And I don't remember who. I think it was M. Emerald. He's like, it's going to take you probably around like he looked at his playthrough. He's like, I, it looks like it'll take you around 17 hours. And he was like right on the dot. I looked at my playthrough and it was pretty much exactly 17 hours. <laughs> I was like, I'm so impressed. <laughs> I can tell you that mine wasn't. Mine was maybe in the 20 plus. Mm. Well, you're a completionist. Plus. You were looking yes, through all that, the stuff, thankfully, right? now, thankfully, though, with that game, it's not too, too bad because I followed a guide to make sure I grabbed every single collectible so I didn't have to go back and play the level again. The yeah, only part... Like, yeah, the only other part that involved, like, the time that it took the time was the leveling up um, Komaru to 99. But thankfully there's like an exploitable thing in like the last chapter where a Monokuma respawns every time you kill it because you need it to like explode the a secret entryway mm-hmm. that you can find that you can just abuse it to level up really nice. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I just did that. Nice. It was probably the easiest platinum in the entire series. 
Uh, the worst part about the, I, I will say about Ultra Despair Girls, or at least the most uncomfortable part, is Chapter 3, playing the, the, the hand mini game. Yes, I seriously, I remember playing that and I was like, this can't be allowed on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Monka TOS. Yeah, I was, I was like, am I going to get flagged for this? Like, I, I was so nervous playing this. I'm like, I just want to get through this. I just need to get through this. And then afterwards, I looked up what happened if you lost. And I'm like, oh, oh well, yes. That's yeah, I think obvious. everybody I think everybody does. That's playing it on Twitch. Afterwards, they go look up what happened and they're like, I'm uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> And it's, like, weird because it's a child. Like, it's a child doing this to Komaru. I'm like, this feels so wrong. But then you kind of find out, like, why the Why is she doing like, it? Yeah, okay. Like it, make, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But still, no. It's, it's like, doesn't mean it's less uncomfortable. Nine one fucking one? Hello? Yeah. Uh, yep. so yeah. Uh, what about V3? And now we go to V3. Honestly? There hasn't been anything I disliked about V3. Like, I love all the new minigames. I like, um, what's the, whatever the driving one is called. That one is hilarious. And then I love Debate Scrum. Like, every time I'm like, debate, I want debate, debate Scrum. Debate Scrum is the best. I think is one of my favorite things about the game. Same. Not because it's a cool, it's a cool, I like the minigame, like, in itself of, like, you match it up. But also the music. Mm, I, literally. That's a good track. I get caught in 4K every time I listen to that song on Spotify because my mod Drasami will screenshot it and be like, nice. <laughs> like, I see you <laughs> listening to the, the debate from music. Like, I want it to just be the soundtrack of my life. Just that one song. It's so good. And the game is great. Like, it, it gives me, like, goosebumps. I'm like, yes. We're, like, debating and the music's great and it's very dramatic. And, it's yeah, I love every time that gets to that part of the trial. I'm like, yes, it's my favorite part of the trial. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually like looking up, like watching this video of like, hey, here's some fun facts about the debate scrum. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, oh, one I can say, uh, Ryoma, he's never on your side throughout the entire game before he dies. I didn't. Well, scrum. I mean, he only has what one chance. Yeah, to exactly. Be on? uh, yeah, he only gets like one chance. But uh, him. Uh, another fun fact. Uh, Rantaro ha in the game's files he has a debate scrum audio even though he uh, dies before he even though he does yeah yeah they but it's like I, they record all the stuff for like every single like all these filler lines and so both even though the, some of the characters who are never on your side for the game they have audio if they are on your side of the game if, if they were on your side of the game which is I find really cool hmm I also maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I feel like Kibo is always on her, our side. Which yes, also Ki uh, that happy. that is a, that is a thing. Uh, a, a thing. I might. I mean, I guess a small spoiler for your chapter five one. Kibo is always on your side. Ah, I, I love that. Kibo so is always on your side. <laughs> My heart <laughs> that makes me happy because I love him. Uh, <laughs> I, I have one gripe with V three. It's it's actually regarding one of the mini games. Uh, or I guess it's it's regarding the casino games. It's uh, expert mode on those. I fucking do not like that. I, I can't do it. I, uh... I never tried the uh, the casino games. I don't think. So the casino games, uh, you have four slots, which are whatever. They're slots. Uh, there's one machine that has like a better chance to get you the sevens. So it's whatever. The other three. That's where the issues come in. 
I the the fish one, the fishing one, which is um, Hangman's Gambit. It's uh, hard mode sucks. The breakable one, that was my favorite. I can't remember what it's called, like the break block one where you reveal images. Uh, that one's fine. The hard mode is you just gotta use big brain power, but it's fine. And then the driving one on hard mode, you essentially need to have a perfect run and like good mono cub RNG, and it's stupid, and I do not like it. But again, this is coming from the completionist. Yeah. Uh oh, one thing I love about V three, the Yu Gi Oh reference that the game has. Yes, I love that. Made me so happy. God, and I told you like when you started, I'm like, hey, be sure to co- befriend Kokichi. <laughs> because you'll love one of his dialogue things that yep. you get. That was great. The fucking shadow game. I loved that part. And I befriended Kokichi like essentially during the chapter four free times. So I was close to not getting it at all. I befriended him pretty early, but I'm glad I did because like I liked it. He like grew on me and now I'm like, mm, I don't like him as much anymore. Um, so I'm glad I befriended him early. What were your thoughts on Danganronpa 3? The anime? The anime. I loved the despair arc because I made me so happy to like see the characters from Danganronpa 2 like in their school life, like seeing their personalities and stuff like that more. Um, I, I wish they had the same voice actors though because like Fuyuhiko's voice was quite different from how it was in the game. Yeah, like, so that, there's a gripe weird. with that. There's a gripe with that of certain characters in both that and if you watch the original, like Danganronpa one, the anime. Oh yeah. Oh my god, the voice acting in that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah. I wish that they kept like all the original voice actors, but I mean, like scheduling stuff happens. It's, they have they get busy with other things, so it's like okay, understandable, but still. Fuck, for like a project like this, you should kind of just maybe wait it out to get the dub right. I know, and it's like, what's wrong with getting uh, more voice roles? Like, that seems like a good deal to me. <laughs> but alas, uh, yeah, despair, the Despair arcs, I liked the Despair arc, uh, including the, 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 the soup. Oh my god, that scene was so funny. <laughs> it's such a great scene. I... Loki kind of loved that scene. Like I was like horrified at first, but like thinking back to it now, I'm like, no, that scene was freaking hilarious. Oh god, ah uh, yes, it was. It was. It's so funny. And with that, I think we're gonna jump into our second topic of the day, and we're just talking anime, which is actually kind of fitting, going from the anime of Danganronpa to anime in general. Yeah. Because uh, you you wanted to talk some anime, so what uh, what have you been watching recently? Um, right now, I literally watched an episode of this right before we started recording. Um, it's anime called Banana Fish, which... Oh, uh, okay, actually, I do know of it. Yeah, I like it a lot. One, because I will always lean towards LGBT anime, and there is a gay relationship in it. Um, but also, like, I, it just sounded interesting when I first read the synopsis, and I actually really like it so far. Like, there are some really brutal... Like, I kind of like violent anime, um, and there's some really brutal scenes in it, but it is, I really like the storyline, which is basically about this guy, um, Ash, who is trying to figure out, um, what kind of what happened to his brother when he was deployed in Iraq, I believe. And basically his brother kind of lost his mind and shot a bunch of people in his like base. Um, and it was like somehow drug induced. So he's trying to get to the bottom of 
where this drug came from, like what, like how did it get to him and stuff like that. And it's really good. I don't want to spoil anything, but is the drug, is the drug called banana fish? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. That, okay. Now the name, the name makes a lot more sense now to me. I'm like, cause I was looking at that. I'm like, why is it called banana fish? There's no yes. bananas or fish. Yes. The drug is called banana fish. Okay. That makes, that makes so much more sense to me now. Yeah. God. And then I'm also rewatching parasite. Um, oh, the max parasite, the maxim. Yes, um, I am rewatching that because I'm watching it with a friend um, because they are like super like they have not watched a lot of anime. And so I'm like, OK, well, we we just finished Jujutsu Kaisen recently. And so now I'm like, OK, they picked that one. So now I'm like, OK, well, now we have to watch Parasite because I want to rewatch it, first of all. And second of all, I think it's kind of a, one of the classics that I feel like everyone should watch. It is gory, but it's not like for some reason I remembered it being a lot worse than it actually is. So I definitely recommend everybody watch it. It's really good. Um, the I, don't know if you, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this about Parasite the Maxim, but I believe it had a crossover with Seven Deadly Sins. <gasps> I did not know that. I've never watched it. It's Sins. like a manga. It's like only a manga thing right now. Oh, okay. That's why. But the, I there, was a, a there was manga. a cross. There is a crossover, I believe, of those two things. And it's weird. Because the one who gets infected is Hawk. Mm, the pig. Okay. It, it was weird. I remember. I think I read it once. It it was it was weird. Um, it's actually funny that we are we are talking about anime because I actually got back into anime recently. I'm watching three. I I one. I finally finished watching season five of My Hero Academia because I started that like back when it came out. Never finished it. I finally finished it. Thank God, because it's just been on my list forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently in the middle of three series, two that are like ongoing and one that I'm just trying to catch up for to, so I can watch season three, uh, which is Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, I haven't recommended that one. See, with me, I'm really slow with watching anime because I uh, only like watching one series at a time, unless like I'm watching something with someone else. In this case, I'm watching two at a time. Um and then I don't like watching stuff as it's airing because I did that with Rising of the Shield Hero season one. And I got so impatient waiting for every next episode. I'm like, no, like, screw this. I'm just going to wait till it's done airing and then binge it. So. I'm, with that, I'm like that with some series. I'm doing that with JoJo Part 6 mm. with Stone Ocean. I'm going to wait for the second half to come out before I probably binge all of that. Yeah. Uh, but the other two I'm watching are Spy Family and Ya Boy Kong Ming. I don't know if I've heard of that one, but I have heard of Spy Family. Uh, yeah, Spy. Fa- I think Spy Family is like the talk of the town right now in the anime yes. community. People love that one. But your boy Kong Ming is a reverse isekai. Interesting. It's, hey, what if ancient Chinese army general Zhu, uh, Zhu, I don't remember, I don't know, Kong Ming dies, but then he's revived in modern day Shibuya, Japan back in his like prime and he falls in love. Basically, he uh, falls in love with like the music of the main character, I or secondary main second main character, Iko. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm gonna help you become the best you can be in the world of music." And it's great. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, favorite anime of all time. Death Note. <laughs> Re- okay. <laughs> Real. Okay. I still need to watch Death Note. That I need is to watch. Also- a- I need to watch a lot of things. That's yeah, that that's another classic that I think everybody should watch. Even if like I'm not spoiling anything, but even if you only watch to the end of the first arc, 
Quote yeah, because I, I, the I've, heard, the first arc is. I've heard a lot of things that it just doesn't get good. It just kind of goes after that. See, but the funny thing is, I actually really like my favorite characters are the characters that appear in the second arc. So really? okay. I'm biased. I really love. Um, well, do you know, like the characters and stuff like that? I know Light. I know L. I know. Oh, what's her name? Misa. Misa. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say I want I don't know why I wanted to say Mikasa. I'm like, no, that's Attack on Titan. Yes. So yeah, I really like the characters that appear in the second arc. I'm not gonna say why they appear or like what role they play. Um, but yeah, my favorite characters appear in the second arc. So I'm a little biased. It, I, again, it's not great the second arc because stuff starts to fall apart. Um, but I like the characters. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Uh, what my I think my all-time favorite is Assassination Classroom. I still have yet to watch that. It's a, it's a good one. It's a it's it's is is good. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I, I, tentacle teacher, no <laughs> nothing sexual with the tentacle teacher. At least there are other characters that. There's one character in particular that in particular that is that does get horny sometimes. Mm. But then again, I think every anime has that character. Uh, but uh, probably after that is Black Clover for me. Haven't watched that either. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good time to get into Black Clover because they did catch up with the manga, so they are on a bit of a hiatus. Ooh, okay. So it's good a good know. time to catch up on that one. Uh, any series that you're planning to watch that uh, that are out and like that you want to binge? Um, I don't know about stuff I want to binge, but I mean, I have a a list on my anime list, which isn't a website. I think it's, oh my God. I think it's like at least 60 anime long. Let's see. Six, or, yeah, 69, funnily enough. There are 69 <laughs> anime on that list. <laughs> let's go. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find like one good one as an example. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to find really quick. Um, Seven Deadly Sins is one that I plan on watching. Hopefully soon. Uh, good, good, good luck with that because I dropped that hard after season really? two. Really? Yeah, season three and season three and four are not. It kind of just gets worse. It gets, mm. in my opinion, it kind of just gets worse, and it kind of, from what I ga- gathered as well, because I didn't even watch season four, it kind of strays from the manga a bit. Aw, that's and, a bummer. Uh, I mean, a lot of like a lot of stuff got cut from the manga within like season one and two as well. So, it's I have a love hate relationship with Seven Deadly Sins. And then I also want to. Oh my god! I like just looked at my list and I've already forgotten because I got distracted. Um, yeah, I think Seven Deadly Sins is at the top. I want. I need to watch Food Wars. Um, and there's kind of like random anime that because what I'll do. Uh, to find anime to watch um, is I'll go on anime music quiz, which is something that I stream occasionally. And, and if, if, it's, if open- it has a good opening, did you'll if I, if the opening is a banger and I like how the synopsis sounds, then I, it goes on my list. And I was I'm like, okay, the, I'm watching I'm this for the, of, for the opening. I'm kind of the same way. Like that's how I knew what Banana Fish kind of was, where I, I knew it by name because it's Survive Said the Prophet who did the first opening for it. Yes. And then Blue Encount does their second opening. Yep. Um. So, yeah, it's and with me being like a big Japanese music fan and listening to specific bands. It's like, oh hey, I should check that out. Even though a lot of like the I know that with one band, 
uh, my first story. The animes that they open, I'm ne- I'm never like that into because they're just generic war fantasy animes. Mm-hmm. Um, any upcoming anime that you're looking forward to? Like anime that are not out yet that you're looking forward to? Yes, Jujutsu Kaisen season two. <laughs> For sure. I am so, I loved season one. The only thing I'm a little nervous about is because obviously it's behind the manga. I have heard that the manga gets sad. And so I'm a little nervous about what happens, but I'm still excited to watch. Like I, again, I loved season one and so did the friend that I watched it with. Um, So we are very excited to watch season two. I think my hero season six, but that's on like a, yeah, I'll watch it now. Like my 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 thing with my hero is like I was like a big fan when I started watching it. And now I'm just like, yeah, let's just hurry it up. Uh, I I guess okay. I guess one that I'm looking forward to is when Black Clover resumes, because we're going into like a really good arc. We're going into essentially like the the Grand Magic Games arc for this of like how hype it's gonna be. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um, anything else you want to add, Joy? Because I know we are getting tight on time. Um, nothing else here. I'm I'm looking up because there is another anime that I was going to say I want to watch. Where is it? Um, so season four of Free, I also want to watch. Oh, it's <laughs> I've been waiting another, for that. It's getting another season? I thought it was It's fun. supposed to. At the end, so season three was called Free, Die to the Future. And at the very end, it was like coming up in... 2020 which obviously was a while ago so i need to catch up with free um so i gotta watch that as well i think i need to rewatch season three because i remember really liking it um but i like i really don't know what happened so i might just rewatch the entire series but i like free a lot free is really good and everyone's like oh like freeze it's just guys in swimsuits that's why girls like it yeah it's like the uh the opposite like fan service because it's just buff dudes yeah being soaking wet yes but it gets really good in season two because they start to have like conflicts like because they graduated high school and they have to figure out what they want to do like after like after school like are they going to college like are they pursuing swimming and blah, blah blah and so it does get good in season two Alrighty, uh, I think with that, then it's time to jump into the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And to kick it off, we got the community corner, uh, where if you want to submit your questions, if we're doing it live, you can submit them right in the chat. But if we're not, you can join our Discord and you can submit them in the question submissions tab. And I can tell you where to find that at the end of the episode. Uh, first question from Actual Trash PhD. He's got a doctorate in trash. Why was the Danganronpa anime so butchered? Referring to the first one. I vo- one, the voice actors, I think, not being there. And two, it's a sh- it's like only a 12-episode series, I think. It should have been maybe a 24, if not more, to do more with it. Yes, I think it's because they just wanted to kind of cover the series like the game like if you don't want to play the game then just they wanted to cover it in a way that's easy kind of like how what they did with the persona anime um it's like if you yeah don't but have at least with time. one of the person the persona persona 4 anime is good though that <laughs> the is persona true. Five, the persona 5 one yeah no it's not great and the persona 3 one i'm indifferent on because it's just four movies yeah but yeah uh, I, yeah, they. Sh- I think they could have made it longer and it could have been better. I agree. If it had been 24 episodes, they would have split each episode kind of up by 
like kind of like how the game is split where it's daily life and then the deadly life and exactly each you could have developed the characters a bit more by like showing some of their like the essentially roots. yeah exactly yeah you could have been better yeah you could, have learned that Le- you could have learned that Leon didn't want to be a baseball player. He wanted to be a rock band singer. See, okay, this is really funny because the only reason I knew that is because of the fan fiction. <laughs> I didn't talk to Leon at all in the actual game, but in, they reference that in a lot of Danganronpa fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, you see, with me 100% in the game, there's like a mode where you basically do everybody's roots again. And so you, I was doing those. I'm like, huh, interesting. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care. Now go clean your room, Leon. Uh, And lastly, second question. Moonlit from Moonlit Cafe. Do you think today's anime are good quality in both story and animation? From the general opinion of of what I've seen, the recent anime, say 2019 to now, is that of a new direction of anime with the help of today's animation technology? I do think anime now just looks so beautiful. Like, it's so pretty. Like, um, recently I watched The God of High School, which um, was based off of Webtoon. Um, And just the animation is, like, so crisp. It's so good. And, like, the art... Like, I really like the the styling of the characters. Some people didn't. Um, But, yeah. I've... Like, you can really tell the difference. Like, even watching like god of high school versus like i'm watching parasite now parasite came out in like the early 2010s from what i remember and like you can really see the difference like just the art style it's so much cleaner and yeah i definitely think everything's only getting better um storyline wise i've heard pretty mixed reviews um, it, really, it really depends on i think one's take one it comes down to one's taste but also, yes. you need like you need something solid. Otherwise, it is just going to be absolutely trash. Yeah, like for example, just going back to God of High School. Um, I it's good, but what I've heard is you need to read the webtoon because it cut out a lot, and I feel like it does. It did feel kind of rushed because it's only twelve episodes. Um, but yeah, that's the only bad part about anime adaptions of manga, like stuff that was originally manga first. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's definitely like how loyal do they want to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's how loyal do you want to get with it? And how do you want to deviate? That's why we have two full Bell Alchemist series, because the first one d- d- deteriorated off of the manga while Brotherhood stuck to it. But that was, of course, afterwards, because the original one caught up with the manga. It's like, well, we're just going to go this way. Peace. Yep. So like, oh, okay. And another question from Moonlit, specifically for me. What do you think about the decision to leave Danganronpa V3 and Danganronpa's whole franchise as an ambiguous ending? Honestly, I really... I, I, I think with the, with the time I got to Danganronpa V3's ending, I was just like... One, I was tired because it was a long stream. Two, I think I was just, like, ready to be done with this franchise. And honestly, I'm kind of... With how it ended, I'm fine with it. I could care less. I think leaving it open is n- neat, but I feel like it's the, it was a good way to end it. And it, like, it, it leaves the door open. Like, if they do make another Danganronpa game, they legit have so many other things to choose from. They have 53, 52, 49 other things to pick from. They, they have choices. That's where I stand. Yeah, but that's the community corner for this week. Um, moving on to top five. 
Top, let's do top five Danganronpa. It's top five Danganronpa characters. But to make it interesting, because we did kind of list off our favorites already. Am I not allowed to list off any of the characters I already listed? You have to list off one character from each. You're only allowed one character from like uh, Trigger Happy, Goodbye Despair, uh, Ultra Despair Girls. One from each game, essentially. So, yeah, let's do it like that. Okay, well, see, I feel like it's kind of a cop out if I just list the characters I've already listed. So I'll try to I'll try to list like seconds. Sure, we we'll both um, do that because I think we with us listing our favorites, we can list our seconds, and then with Danganronpa three, we can list like one of the actual original characters that they put in for that. See, now it's like a matter of remembering the characters because it feels like so long ago. I think um, I'll start then, if so that way you can get your thoughts in. Yeah, line. sure. Um, for me, from Trigger Happy Havoc, I'll prob I would probably go with Sakura. For Goodbye Despair, it would probably be a. Would it be a Buki? No, no, it would be Gundam. I I I didn't list Gundam. Gundam would be that because he is my best boy for that game. And I did not list Gundam. He is best boy for that for me. Well, for you, he go with second. Mm -hmm. Um, for Ultra Despair Girls, it is going to be, uh, what is, Bondage Boy, Jotaro. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Uh, it would probably be Nagisa, because he kind of had the most development of all the kids. For V3, oh, if it's not Kaido or Kibo I can use, that it would probably be Gonta, Gonta. Gonta, yeah. Yeah. And then for three, um, Jizo, uh, Jizuro, the boxer. Um, so for Trigger Happy Havoc, I would say, hmm, oh my god, I just thought of it. I would say I liked Makoto, actually. I liked him the most in that game. Afterwards, I didn't like him as much, funnily enough. <laughs> You you were like me, where it's like it's Makoto, it's our hope. Let's go. I was ex I was excited, but then I was like immediately not as excited because I'm like, okay, well, he hit his peak at the end of one. Everything there, he's just like cruising. Basically, he's like already at the top. Now it's just kind of boring. Ex um, except when he gets to three, where he's back at the bottom, and everyone's uh, and Munakata's oh, trying three, to kill him. Oh, in three, in three. I thought in you three. said V three at first. I'm like, you can't tell no. me that. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't tell me. Um, in two, I would say I, this is an unpopular opinion because I know a lot of people hate him. I actually really liked Kazuichi. I think he's oh, funny. Oh, I love Soda. I love yeah. Soda. I'm, I'm saying that because I know every time I mention him, um, Emerald is like, oh, he's the he's my least favorite character. I hate him. Soda's great. No, I think he's so funny. Like the simping gets to be a little much when he's simping for Sonia. But I'm, I think he's really funny. Um. And then in Ultra Despair Girls, like, I honestly liked Komaru because she has, like, a, she's really annoying at first and, like, kind of pathetic. But, like, I like her a lot more at the end when she, like, kind of gets her footing and is a lot more sure of herself. And she's like, I'm not the ultimate hope or despair. I'm normal. Yeah, exactly. And then in V3, I really liked, oh, my God. Kirumi, the maid, I like her a lot. I'm so sad that she died so early because I like she was growing on me in chapter two and then she 
got killed. And I was like, no, I was so sad. Um, and then the anime, I like the teacher, to be honest. Mm, I like yeah, her a she lot. Was, she was great. And then she got brainwashed. I'm like, Yeah, Damn. that was sad. That was like heartbreaking, honestly, because she just wanted the best. Yeah, the she, she really she really did. And it's like, Damn. And I looked it up just to make sure I got it. It's Juzo. I'm like, okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. I like I like him the best because he one, not only does he like save Makoto's life by snapping him out of killing himself, he's then like it is it is like dying moments where he's like dragging himself. He's the one that saves everybody at the end. And even though he's like a dick for like a good chunk of it, I, I'm like, you know what? Fuck, he's kinda cool. I like him. Uh, but yeah, that's top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history, rapid firing it off. May 9th to 15th. May 9th, 2002. Sony announces that as of May 5th, it has shipped 30 million PlayStation 2s worldwide. 11.3 11, 11. million in North America, 9.9 .9 in Japan, million in Japan, and 8.8 .8 in Europe. Tuesday, May 10th, 2004. Microsoft holds a press conference in Los Angeles, California. A video is shown titled The Novice with Donald Trump poking fun at fake Sony executives and praising Microsoft executives for their online video game strategies. Microsoft announces it will release Halo 2 with multiplayer support on November 9th. Electronic Arts announces it will begin including Xbox Live support in its games. Sale to date of the Xbox, 14 million. Wednesday, May 11th, Sony applies for a patent on handheld game systems made from a flexible polymer. Thursday the 12th, 2005, in a televised special on MTV in the US, Microsoft reveals the Xbox 360 game system. Didn't know it was on MTV that they did that. Kind of weird, but okay. May 13th, 1996, Nintendo releases Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars for the Super NES in North America. May 14th, 2005, Nintendo opens Nintendo World in Manhattan's Rockefeller Center in New York City. Sunday and on the May 15th, 2000, Pelican Accessories releases the Brain Boy memory cartridge for the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Pocket with editor for Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. And the achievement of the week this week is in Trek to Yomi, Malicious Mischief, kill 10 enemies without using any weapons, and the game of the week is Evil Dead the Game. Joy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me again. This was a, a lot of fun. I'm it's always a uh, a joy haha to be here. <laughs> it it that doesn't... wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, so you can find me at twitch.tv slash almondjoy, and that's joy with three Ys. Um, you can find me on Twitter at almond underscore joy, and that's joy with three Ys. Um, TikTok and Instagram, it's underscore almondjoy with three Ys, underscore. I cannot get consistency anywhere, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so yeah, everything's a little uh, disjointed, but it's always almondjoy, just with underscores in different places. Yes, and three Ys. Yes, and three Ys. And of course, you can find me over at uh, Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, uh, and TikTok, and at Radio Tony on Twitter. And if you want to join the official Discord to be a part of the community corner when we're not doing the podcast live, uh, you can head over to the Twitch channel and you can find all that information there. Joy, thank you once again for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you again for having me. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week 
Uh, possibly live, possibly not. Who knows? But we will see you back here next week in the Game Lounge. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates. <laughs>